Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready, fight! The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Wednesday, September 26th edition. Your drive begins now here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up this hour, it's basketball time. That's right, basketball practice beginning today at Marshall. Got a chance to check out a little bit of the women and definitely got a few minutes of the men. So we'll talk about that this hour. You're going to hear from Marshall basketball coach Dan D'Antoni. John Elmore as well, and we get a little bit from Rondell Watson for today. I'm going to hold back a couple of things for tomorrow as well because we got so much. It was fun today getting back to basketball. If um, if you know how college athletics works, sometimes you just don't have that much openness, and you can just roll into Marshall basketball practice and watch. I mean, a lot of people were doing that today, so they definitely got an idea of what the team's going to look like, at least kind of get a feel for what practice is going to be all about this year. And uh, I'm excited for Marshall basketball. You should be as well. There's some big expectations. We'll hear from a couple of the players, and we'll hear from Dan a little bit later on. Plus, Tony Kemper. I got a chance to catch up with him. We're going to talk to him later on the program as well. As I mentioned, women's basketball practice began today. I don't know about you, but... If intensity is going to win games alone, I like my chances with Tony Kemper. Now, I'm not saying this was a bad intensity. I'm I'm just saying Coach was not just taking it easy. He was out there instructing, making sure that the energy was good with the team today, and it felt like it was a good practice just from what I saw before I caught up with him. So that's what's coming up this hour. And, of course, your phone calls at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. I do want to remind you we are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So I think the news today from the football side of things is that um, Marshall senior linebacker Chase Hancock, he is a Campbell Trophy semifinalist. So congratulations to him. Got a chance to catch up with him yesterday. If you missed any of that, you can go back on the podcast. All you have to do is find us on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher Radio. Tune in. You can also get us on Overcast if you've got that podcasting app. That's a great app to have. Also on Google Play. So wherever you get your podcast, you can go back and listen to a little bit of that yesterday. And I will post maybe a little bit of that audio on Twitter this evening. So I'll give you a chance to, to hear some of that. And all you have to do is follow me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. I've got a sample of John Elmore already up there. So follow me on Twitter. From time to time, I'm going to drop a few sound bites here or there. Maybe something you'll hear later on the show. Maybe something you might not hear on the show. So make sure you're following me on Twitter for some extra bonus content. So it's a good day. If you haven't been over to the arena yet, first of all, they had the scoreboard fired up. Why? Because, well, why not? Scoreboard looked good. If you are a fan of new shiny things, the scoreboard looked really good. kind of felt nice to have the Henderson Center feel like a basketball arena a little bit more. Remember, initially, the Henderson Center had a, a scoreboard hung over the court, went away from that. Now that thing is back. It's um, it's definitely not a light bright. That thing looked really nice. So 
If you get a chance to go out to Marshall basketball practice, you haven't had a chance to go over to the Henderson Center just yet. Uh, that's definitely uh, one of the highlights. And, of course, uh, the team looked uh, really loose. There should be a lot of pressure on this team, but there's not. They know what the expectations are. They actually cherish the fact that people are looking at them now as a target. Instead of them being the hunters, they are the hunted, and with that comes a lot of expectation. So I know the team really excited, and we're going to get into that here in a few minutes, starting off with Marshall basketball coach Dan D'Antoni. We take phone calls on the program at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Jack is checking in from Milton. He wants to talk a little bit about Western Kentucky. He's on the drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. What's up, Jack? How you doing, Paul? I'm good. Paul, I want to bring up something, and I, and, and this is not a criticism of Doc Holliday, but I listened to him on TV yesterday, and, and he made a statement that uh, Western Kentucky is tough, and they're one of our best teams in the conference. Well, really, Paul, they're, they're one of the worst teams in the conference. They're not one of the best. They're one in three. They got beat by a main team that emphasizes hockey. If you if you ever seen Main Stadium, it's like a high school stadium. It seats about three or four thousand, and I wish he would. Coaches wouldn't do that. Uh, people aren't stupid. I mean, the one and three. Why would he make a statement like they're one of the best in the conference and they're a tough team? They're they're not. They're definitely not because you don't lose the main, and and you're one and three. So what do you got to say about that? I just want the truth. I don't like this blowing teams up and and like people are not very smart. Well, I don't think he's treating everyone like they're dumb, I think he's being respectful because in years past it's been a competitive series. Western Kentucky, for the most part, has owned Marshall over the last few years, so he's being respectful of that. Plus, uh, this isn't the WWE where I can come out and just say Western Kentucky is horrible, that they got beat by a team they shouldn't have, and whatever else you, I can come up with here on the spot. Uh, yeah, he's just mean- not going to do that because – He's not going to be disrespectful. He is going to, every team on this schedule, he's going to come out, talk about the positives, what they have to offer. And Western Kentucky has gotten a little bit better. I'm not going to say that they're the best team in Conference USA. I'm not going to say they're the worst team either. Yeah. But well, I don't mean, Paul, I don't mean to come out and say what, what you're saying. I didn't mean that. What I mean to say is just come out and say, uh, you know, Western Kentucky plays this stuff. Even though the record's not all that good, but they always play this stuff. But then, uh, because, but come out and say stuff that ain't true. I don't, I don't, I don't care if it's him or any other coach. Tell it like it is. Not, I don't mean to come out and criticize Western Kentucky because anybody can beat you. I mean, Maine beat them, which shocked me, and that showed me they're not very good. I don't, I don't know what you think of them, but you don't lose to a Maine team in the Yankee whatever conference they're in. And, uh, especially they lost to them at home, didn't they? They lost to – well, it didn't matter whether they lost to them at home or not. They, yeah. You don't lose to a team like that. I agree with that statement, and I would make that statement. You don't lose to a team yeah. like that. But I don't think it's a good look on Doc Holliday to come out and say anything about that team in a negative light because, one, Doc Holliday starts trashing my team or says something like, yeah, you know what, they're not very good. They lost to a main team they shouldn't have. They're not very good. The next day, I'm putting that up in the locker room. Doc Holliday doesn't think you're very good. Anything he says is out of line, I'm going to blow that up. I'm going to hype that up. I'm going to amplify that. I'm going to make sure yeah. my players know that Doc Holliday is talking trash about me, and he knows yeah. better than that. He's not going to do that. Yeah, Paul, I don't think you're getting what I'm saying. I don't mean trash Western Kentucky. But, but what, I mean, what I'm saying, say, though, is if he comes out and says they're not a very good team, 
I don't even do that, Paul. You're, you're not getting. Okay. I'm just saying they play us tough and let it go. Tough. They play us tough, and you know, and we and they're in our league. They're play us tough, but and, and end it with that. But don't go off and saying they're 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 a, they're a tough. They're a good team when they're not, and don't say that they're one of the best in the conference, which they're not. That's two things right there. Just say, hey, they give us a good game, it's a good rivalry, and let it go with that. But don't don't blow smoke. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm let me ask you this, Jack. Let me you ask you this. You don't Did you, yeah, have you, you broke down the, the film? Thing. Have you watched the film of Western I Kentucky? The, I, I watched the main game on the floor, okay. whatever it is on Sunday, and I'll tell you what, they don't look very good at all. Okay, so you, you base that on, on the main game. Uh, did you watch yeah, their game against Wisconsin? Uh, uh, yeah, they got drubbed by Wisconsin. They got beat by Maine. Who was the other team they played? They beat Ball remember. State twenty-eight twenty. They lost to Louisville twenty to seventeen. I mean, some of the players came out and said that yeah. they thought they should have beat Louisville and they thought that they were a good team. I mean, yeah. I get what you're saying. You don't want Doc Holliday to hype them up and. But don't bash. Not only you bash me. No, you don't do that. I'm yeah. not that stupid. You don't want. You don't put both and more material up. I'm not saying. It, but I'm saying. Hey, you know. Hey, they're good, uh, they're a good rivalry, and they always play stuff. Let it go at that because people see the record. They see who to beat them. It's not like we don't know what's going on. I That's think, all I'm saying. I think Doc's is being respectful. Like, I think we're going to beat them like a drum. To be honest with you, I think we're not that much better than them. I really do. Well, I don't I, think it's going to be a close game at all. I hope it. I hope you're right. It, it makes a better night yeah. for me. I hope you're right, but, but I, I think yeah. Doc is being respectful. I mean, he, he's yeah, he's got a history with Western Kentucky. He's being respectful. Well, it's going to hurt, and uh, I just I just want to put my four cents worth in, and <laughs> and uh, you have a good evening. I always enjoy talking to you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, Jack. You can put in four cents. Okay, you can buddy. put in a nickel, quarter. That's fine. Whatever you want. No, I get what you're saying, but I um. I think anything that Doc says is going to be perceived differently. Um, if he would say anything that would even indicate that they're not that good. I mean, he might acknowledge, hey, they've had some troubles. He might acknowledge the fact that the season hasn't gone the way they've wanted to, but just to ignore the fact that they've got some good players. I mean, I'm going to use a Bob Pruitt saying, they got scholarships too. Those kids get scholarships too, and I get that completely. Uh, but Jack's just not wanting Doc to overhype Western Kentucky. I hope he's right. If Western Kentucky comes out and plays the herd tough and then maybe finds a way to beat the herd, then all of a sudden you're th- sitting there thinking, okay, maybe they're a better team than we thought, or you flip that and think, eh, maybe Marshall's not as good as a team we thought. That'll be resolved on Saturday. We're going to talk basketball when we come back from break. We've got Dan D'Antoni. Later on, we're going to hear from John Elmore, Rondell Watson as well. And I've got a conversation with Tony Kemper. That's all still to come on this edition of The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition. Your drive is on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I've got Dan D'Antoni. That means it's basketball time. That's right. Herd hoops. Trying to make another run to a Conference USA championship and get back into the NCAA tournament. Admit it, most fun you've had in a long time following the Herd, especially during the conference tournament, getting into the tournament itself, the NCAA tournament, and getting a couple of games in. Didn't go the way they wanted to. They would like to advance further. That seems to be the goal. We'll hear a little bit more on that from John Elmore later on. But I've got Dan D'Antoni. And first of all, 
when talking to the media this afternoon, one of the questions that came up to Dan was the fact that Marshall is expected to do it again. Here's Dan's thoughts on that. Well, yeah, I was just say that. said uh, coaches always have a posse chasing them. We got, excuse me for the fly, even they're joining up. But uh, uh, they got off the horses at the end of this past uh, season. But uh, starting today, I'm sure they're mounting the horses again, a posse's chasing. So we got to start trying to be as good as we can be. If you like Westerns, you know what that meant. I like Westerns, so I knew what that meant. If you don't know what Westerns are or you've never watched one, you've never seen a posse, um, then that was lost on you. But a posse is a group of people coming after you. That's all you need to know. So the question to Dan was um, that with all of that coming up, the process starts today. Here's his response to that. Well, it is a process, and every year is a new year. You don't rely on what we did last year other than we've enjoyed it. But now that's over, and uh, you're trying to pursue our ultimate goal, which is to win the NCAA title. Now, where that goes, I have no idea. You know, you got to be lucky. you got to have uh, uh, people don't get hurt. People got to excel at what they do. Got to play the right games at the right time. Don't know how good the other teams were going to play. There's a lot of variables, but uh, I think what we can promise is an exciting team, one that's competitive, very competitive, and fun to watch. You're going to enjoy watching them, and they're going to represent Marshall well. So a lot of optimism from the head coach. Now, with all the success Marshall has had, there's a lot of buzz for Marshall basketball. They're getting some pub, some press, preseason, notoriety. There's a lot going on. The visibility is starting to pick up for Marshall basketball. And Dan was asked if that visibility helps Marshall. No question. We got a kid from Mesa that, uh, you know, basically saw it. Uh, Tavian, excuse me again, Tavian uh, uh, signed right after uh, we played. And uh, there's a lot of people know Marshall, who we are. We're getting, we got ranked by uh, Street and Smith or Smith and Street, whichever way it goes. And, uh, uh, you know, good things are happening. We just got to keep them going. But, you know, like I said, last year is no guarantee for this year. and We have to go out and earn our stripes again. Fans keeping it pretty positive. Uh, okay, we did good last year. We got to go out. We got to do it again. They're not just going to hand this thing to him. So he's keeping it pretty positive. And with that, they're not going to hand him the conference trophy again. It's not just Marshall's by default. He's got to go out there and earn it. And with that success, Dan was asked, hey, are you driving this team a little harder now, knowing that that success is there? Well, I don't think we drive harder. I think they're more excited. They'll drive themselves. You know, uh, coaches, if we have a fault, we probably drive them in the ground. You know, so uh, their excitement and their enthusiasm for uh, feeling that success and, and having the confidence knowing they have come to that level. We have leaders on this team that can uh, uh, demonstrate that and feel it for the young guys. Uh, I, you know, I think it'll be a benefit. You know, you never know till you see the process. Uh, we did get to see them this summer, which helped. They got together this summer. Uh, you know, I could probably say really, well, I can I can say really, we're more athletic and uh, we're taller. You know, now how that translates into wins and losses and success of a season, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. That's a great evaluation. Hey, Marshall basketball in a nutshell, more athletic and taller. 
one guy who is definitely taller than a few of us, and he's very athletic, is John Elmore. Elmore is getting a lot of attention. He's a guy who's going to drive this team. He's the leader of this team. If not one of the leaders, the leader, as far as the guys on the court. Earned his position. He's got that respect. The guys look up to him. He goes out there, works really hard. But he's still got a long ways to go. He knows that. He didn't depart Marshall for an attempt to get into the NBA after uh, the the camp process, you know, the evaluation. So he came back. He knows he's got some stuff to work on. And we're going to hear from him here a little bit later on. But Dan was asked, hey, what is John Elmore's upside? John's a, one of the best players in the country, you know. And uh, having him back, uh, you know, obviously is a good thing. Uh, plus, he's a, he's a great leader, a great representative of the university, going to be a great alumni and uh, a good family. So, you know, having him back stabilizes a lot of things, gives the chance for our young guys to be tutored and to learn under him. And, uh, you know, I have great expectations for John and, and really just looking forward to coaching him again. And that's one thing that I think has really made it fun for Coach Dan D'Antoni is he's got a guy like Elmore to coach. You come back, you've got guys that you like to work with, you like to coach. John is one of those guys. I'm sure any coach in Conference USA would chomp at the bit to have him on the team. And speaking of chomping at the bit, that was one of the questions that was asked of Dan D'Antoni. Are you chomping at the bit for this day? Now, let me preface this by saying, if you know Dan D'Antoni, he's chomping at the bit for this day, yesterday, tomorrow, He'll be home tonight chomping at the bit to go at it again. Yeah, he's chomping at the bit, but here's his response just for clarity. You know, I chomp at the bit to play basketball every day. You know, that's why I'm doing the job. I don't do this job other than I love basketball and, and, uh, you know, I'm a place I feel like's my home. So, you know, I chomp. When I quit chomping at the bit, uh, I need to give this up and give it to somebody else. So, uh, you know, right now, I look forward to it. It uh, makes my day. I get up. I think about it. I think about it when I go to bed. makes for a big, boring guy for my wife. <laughs> but she has accepted me, so it's all good. Luckily for, for him, he can come home. Uh, he said something that I didn't play for you, that uh, with all this visibility, that she now knows who he is. So he's having a good time with this. Now, um he was asked about some of the new guys fitting in, and um, I'm sure you're going to read a little bit more about this tomorrow in the Herald-Dispatch. Uh, Rick McCann was asking this question, so he's got a story in mind, I'm sure. But uh, the question was, uh, how are the new guys fitting in? And here's his uh, rather long answer. Well, you know, a lot of people didn't think Iron could fit in the style, but if you come watch his practice, you'll see that he can. He's got to get his wind uh, a little stronger. He's got to be able to get... Uh, you know, if one or two, three plays, he's as quick or as explosive as anybody we have. Uh, he winds down a little faster than everybody else, and that's a, that's going to be a process of uh, him getting used to five days of uh, practices. Uh, to, uh, you know, last year he kind of pulled himself in and out whenever he wanted to. This year he's going to be thrust in there and expected to maintain it. Uh, dropped about 30 pounds. He's, you know... I could see him drop another 50, you know, and uh, maybe it's not going to be 
today or tomorrow, you know. But uh, uh, as he gets through his uh, his uh, time here, uh, I'm expecting him to about 300 pounds, and, uh, and uh, he's explosive. Uh, two kids from Ohio, explosive. You know, as I, they're athletic, they're explosive. They're going to provide a lot of excitement. Jeremy Dillon out of Mingo, a lot better than I thought he was, a lot better. And he's going to be a major contributor here before he leaves this program too. So uh, we also brought in the kid from Split. And, uh, uh, he, he's ahead of Penova and those guys as a first-year guy here. So, and he's, uh, I'm also surprised how fast he's caught on, how much better he's gotten within a short period of time. So, uh, got good walk-ons. Our walk-ons are strong, and uh, DeAndre's playing well, and, uh, you know, could, could help out. Christian is, is playing well for our senior uh, for us. And, of course, CJ and Rondale and Jared and Jansen and George, all those guys have gotten better. And, you know, the thing now is, can I get them all in the game and keep them happy? I'm going to have to hire a clown every game to keep them happy, I guess. But uh, hopefully they'll buy into the team concept and understand that. And I tell them, a coach can only play so many. I only have so many. I'm not going to be able to please everybody to the extent that they may want to be pleased. They have to buy into the team concept, understand. We're playing for Marshall. They come first, and, and uh, we'll, we'll take it from there. All right, Dan D'Antoni is hiring a clown. You're going to see a clown roaming the sidelines soon at Marshall basketball games to keep these kids happy. Hey, that's a good thing, though, right? you got a lot of kids who can go out and play. You've got depth. So the task here is get all my talent out there at the same time. Keep them happy because I've got depth now. It's not a situation where I've got five guys, maybe a sixth guy, and everybody else, you'll get in as if I can get you in. Now it's, all right, I got a lot of guys. I got to get them in. I got to keep them happy because I got to play these guys and I got to play these guys. And that's a good thing to have. You want depth. You want a system where you've got guys fighting to get into the game. You've got guys who probably should be starting that are not. That's a good sign that uh, the coaches got this basketball program uh, definitely uh, at a point now where somebody goes down, you got somebody you can step right in. Or the fact that, all right, somebody needs a breather, you bring someone else in, you're not going to miss a step. That's what you're looking for is depth. When we come back from break, we're going to hear from John Elmore, a little bit from Rondell Watson later on as well. I've got a, a quick conversation with the women's basketball coach, Tony Kemper, he was practicing with his squad earlier in the day as well, so I'm going to talk to him, just kind of get his impressions on the first day. That's all when we continue with this edition of The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.com. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. We've got more from basketball today. Start a practice at Marshall University. Still to come, you're going to hear from Tony Kemper, Marshall's women's basketball coach. But up next, 
I've got a little bit from John Elmore. Same question that John, as Dan, was asked earlier about expectations. They are high, and here's his response to that. We've got huge expectations. I know uh, we're starting to get a little bit of a national attention. I've seen us on some preseason lists, but uh, I was talking to Coach D'Antoni. He was like, we're going to take it one game at a time. Uh, we're going to ignore all the outside noise, and we're going to do our own thing. So uh, we had a great finish last year. Hope, wish to have uh, gone a few more games in that tournament, but going into this year, that's our goal. Uh, talk to Coach Dan. You talk to our teammates. We want to be on that stage in April holding up that trophy, winning the national championship. Uh, everybody's like, well, you're a mid-major. That's not possible, but that's our goal going into the year. We, we can see ourselves doing that, so that's our focus from day one. That's the right attitude. Doesn't matter your mid-major. The attitude is, we're going to win the national championship. We're going to go win it all. I don't want a team that's happy with, hey, we won the Conference USA Championship. Oh, that's great. Hey, we got into the NCAA tournament. That's great. No. I want a team that's expectations are, we're going to win it all. Are they going to win it all? I'm not going to say no, but... They have a lot of expectations, so I'm down with that. Also, John was asked about the visibility this team has been getting. Of course, the magazine, preseason, consideration, a lot of buzz about herd basketball. So a lot more people now know about Marshall basketball and are getting on board with the Thundering Herd. John was asked, how much does that visibility help? It's been huge. Uh, Marshall basketball, I mean, when I first got here, everybody, there started to get that buzz around Marshall with Coach D'Antoni and changing uh, how things were going here. But then each year, I think it was 11 games, 17 games, 21 games, 25 games in the win column. So uh, we're going to try to up that number again, maybe get up to 30. That's our goal. Uh, and uh, keep heading in the right direction because, I mean, Marshall is, the basketball culture is growing around here and we want to keep improving that. So, the visibility does help the team, but there's a lot of pressure on this team as well because with the expectations, you got to go win it again now, right? That's the thing. You've done it. You've won it. Now you got to go do it again. And John was asked about that. Is there more pressure now to go out and do these things? Not at all. Uh, we enjoy the attention. We enjoy the spotlight. Um, I know going in this year we're going to have a little bit of a target on our back. Uh, Kind of the past couple of years, we've always been the one chasing those people with the targets. But uh, we're going to go in focused. I like our team. I like the new guys. Uh, I think we've got some pretty good guards and some pretty good wings and bigs. So uh, it's all about, about seeing how we mesh early on and just developing that chemistry and uh, seeing how far we can take this thing. One thing I think that helped this team as well is the fact that they got to get together a little earlier than usual and they had an opportunity to take a trip to the Bahamas. Who would who would pass that up, right? Not John Elmore. So he was asked, hey, how did that Bahamas trip help this team? Hanging out in the Bahamas, all-inclusive vacation, wasn't a, bad, wasn't a bad week to spend. But just playing those three games, getting to know the guys, uh, hanging out off the court, and then three games on the court, uh, we showed glimpses of being really good, but then we showed some weaknesses. So it's just a matter of hammering those out, uh, limiting those weaknesses, and uh, just keep improving as the year goes on. Speaking of improving, one of the things that was asked of John was, what do you want to get better at? 
Oh, just every game, being more consistent. I think I had a little bit of drop-off at times last year, whether it was shooting the ball, finishing. Uh, even though one game I shot bad free throws. So it's just a matter of toning everything up as we go along. Uh, I just want to improve my overall game, but do whatever I can at the end of the day to make the team better. So uh, whatever it takes to get the W in that column and keep improving is what I'm here for. So that's John Elmore. Also had a chance to catch up with Rondell Watson today. And the same question that was being asked to everyone else as far as what are the expectations for you? They are high. We're expecting a lot out of these guys, and I think everyone knows that. But um, we're just trying to, you know, come here, and we know it's not going to be easy. We have to earn it like we did last year. And uh, we just try to just teach the young guys about how we like to play and how intense it is, how quick it is. And, and Coach always emphasizes it too to the young guys that, you know, it's, it's tough and uh, it's going to be a battle and it's going to be a fight every day. But I think they're, they're willing to learn and we'll be ready for it. One thing that Coach D'Antoni talked about earlier was this team was taller and more athletic. So Rondell was asked about the fact that this team is more athletic, right? Do you agree with that? I agree. I agree. I think the young guys coming in, I think they brought a little bit more excitement and it'll be a lot of more dunks and stuff this year. But uh, we just want to play fast and quick like we always do and, and get them down the court. Chicks dig the dunk. Just so you know, chicks dig the dunk. Now, one of the questions asked to Rondell was, with all of the success, how much does that success make you want to do it again? Here's his response to that question. Well, pretty much it was quite unexpected, the run we had. I mean, we all believed in it, but I think everyone in our conference kind of didn't. But uh, it's, a, it's it's exciting for us like to be able to say we're champions is something that we can always remember. So to be able to re repeat that and have a good year as we did last year, it would be even more something we always remember and we we'll always cherish. So that's Rondell Watson. When we come back from break, I had a chance to catch up with Tony Kemper, Marshall's women's basketball coach, and they're starting their practice today as well. I came into the Henderson Center, and Coach Kemper was very intense. Not in a bad way, but still. He's just not sitting on the sideline. Yeah, okay. No, he's into this. He's ready to go. Day one, he's ready to go. The players were as well. We're going to hear from him when we come back from break. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, September 26th edition. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We are presented today by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. Basketball is back. Practice has begun. The men earlier this afternoon and before that, the ladies got a chance to go at it. And Tony Kemper was already in prime form. I thought the practice looked good for the ladies today. And one of my questions to him as I start off with this interview is uh, the fact that it looked like it was Christmas for you, and um, we'll go from there. It is. It's a good day, you know, and uh, I, I like where our team's at. I think we're, I think we're in good position conditioning-wise and stuff to kind of push through things, and we've got good spirit right now, which everybody does. It's kind of... Uh, like you said, it's kind of like Christmas Day today, but I, I feel like, you know, I feel like our leadership is, is stepping up, and the energy level is stepping up, and um, 
you know, we do have three seniors that have played a lot of minutes for us, and they have, uh, you know, all three of those were part of our WNIT team a couple of years ago. So they've been part of, uh, you know, one of the most successful runs that this program's had in women's basketball. And uh, we've got to go back to doing some of the stuff uh, that, that that group did um, a couple of years ago. So with the first day of practice, is it a slow start or was everyone just ready to go at it? Yeah, I think, you know, we were, we were ready to go. I think our spirit was pretty good. Uh, you do practice with a little, I practice with a little more intensity um, today, so that's a little bit of a change for them. Uh, but they responded very, very well. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of, we are a little bit banged up, which we, that has all happened in the last couple days. And it seems like it's all just little nagging stuff, but that did kind of impact us down the, at, at the end there. We, we didn't really have anybody healthy, so we had to kind of improvise down the stretch. But um, it, it was a good day overall. I know it's the first day, but what stood out to you during this practice? Uh, I think we've got a smart team. You know, um, they they understand the system that we're we're trying to trying to run, and they understand what we're trying to do. And and I think over time, um, we ought to think the game really, really well. And um, right now, we do that we do that pretty well when we're fresh. We need to learn to do it better when we get a little tired. But um, you know, I think that that stands out as our ability to. Um, you know, kind of uh, be self-coached a little bit. Um, we, we should, we should be good at that. You know, they should understand. We're, they're 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 old. They've they've started a lot of games. They've played in a lot of games. Um, some of them are in a lot bigger role now than what they used to be in. But there's experience there that that should help me. With that experience, you've got depth because for the last few years, you might think of Marshall women's basketball. You have to start thinking about Shayna Gore, but this is not just Shayna Gore and four other players you surround her with. No, I, th I think that's right. I think that um, you know, we, Shayna needs to have a really good year for us if we're going to be be as good as we can be. But uh, you know, Taylor Porter coming back. T Taylor Porter's got a lot of guts. She's got a lot of moxie, um, and, and she plays with an edge. And we kind of missed that at times last year. She's she has really good leadership capabilities. Um, she's kind of a brawler, you know, that's kind of who she is. She's back, um, Kadasia Brooks being back, um, we really missed her last year. Very smart basketball player. Um, she provides some scoring punch, uh, just kind of always around the ball. She's not very big, she just has a knack for getting things done. Um, you know, we're gonna, here pretty soon, we'll have Ashley all the way back off of, uh, off of a knee injury. And, uh, you know, throughout her career, uh, you know, I think if we can add consistency to what she does, she's she's when she's good, she's very very productive. When uh, if we can add consistency to that, she'll be productive every night. So, you know, and a lot of those a lot of those players weren't there last year. You know, three of those that I just went through didn't play really towards the end of the year. So, uh, there's some punch that's back there to, to build around Shayna and uh, Taylor Pearson's coming around. I like our newcomers, um, Lorelai Roper. Um, Princess Clemens, junior college player, Kia, Kia Sills from over in Louisville. I think they'll be able to step in, and athletically, I think they'll be able to help us. You have some new pieces to your staff as well. So with the first day of practice, how did everything go, and how did it flow having some new components? I think it went pretty well. You know, and it, it's a we all evolve. You know, our team will evolve, and we'll we'll be a little bit better tomorrow as a staff than we were today. But um, we get along really well there. 
you know, it's important to me to have good people. They're good. They're really good people. And, uh, you know, we are kind of getting, we're doing a couple things new. So we're all kind of learning some new drills and different things like that. Um, and they're kind of learning new roles from where they were. But uh, I, I really like our staff and they work hard for Marshall and our, our student athletes. And with, with that, um, the new drills, everything's new. It felt like just watching a few minutes of practice that the intensity was definitely up. Uh, I know you're intense, but it, it felt like there was a, a really positive response from everyone on this court today. Oh, I think that's right. I mean, I, like, I don't think I, I challenged them a couple times. They responded. I, I think, I mean, they're, they're a tougher group. Um, I think that we have to continue to build confidence. You know, I, I think that um, for whatever reason, they haven't had a lot go right for them lately. Um, but they're good basketball players and they're tough kids. So, um, you know, I, as long as I keep challenging them and they keep pushing back, um, you know, we got a chance to do some things that, that people are going to enjoy. That's the head coach of the Marshall women's team, Tony Kemper. As the women begin their quest to win a Conference USA championship, I know a, a lot of pressure on a coach in a year in which, okay, you've got your coaching staff that you want. You've got some players now that are coming in that are players that are totally you. You went after and got them. And so I'm sure there's a lot of expectations on his part to have a better performance this year, and there's a lot of expectations uh, on the part of a lot of people who follow Marshall women's basketball. This should be a better team. Injuries did not help. I think that's a fair criticism of Marshall basketball. For the women, injuries did not help this team whatsoever. So there's a hope that he gets more of his components back, more of his pieces, and you see a better flow. You see a, a better dynamic because you have enough players to, to practice and you have enough players to play. That was a problem for women's basketball. A lot of hardship, but you didn't hear them complaining. They just um, kept playing and I think you're going to see a big year from Shana Gore. You have to. I was um, I was talking to a couple people on the sidelines earlier and we were joking around. Is, um, is Shana Gore the John Elmore of the women's team? And my reply was or is John Elmore the Shana Gore of the men's team? Uh, definitely not going to ask that question to either one of them, but Shana Gore is, if you're going to use that analysis, she's the John Elmore of that team. That's where she's at stature-wise. She's going to have a big year. She's got to be out there a leader. She's going to make this team go. And if she doesn't, then I don't know where it's coming from because she should be at a point now in her career where, okay, she's the leader. She's got to make it happen. She's not the only player out there, but you expect big things from her. She's probably one of the top three, five players right now in Conference USA on the women's side. I wouldn't argue that unless I thought I could back that one up. I think she's probably top three, top five right now in Conference USA of players on the women's side. I don't think there's uh, that many players ahead of her. So I'm looking for a big season from her. And, of course, uh, we're going to have more from basketball coming up tomorrow. I'll have a, a couple other interviews. And, of course, we'll get back to covering Marshall and Western Kentucky as we're a few days away from the Thundering Herd making the journey to take on Western Kentucky. 
that's a team that has given Marshall fits over the years. And until Marshall can start consistently beating them, I think that's going to be a tough challenge for the herd. A few of the players remember, you've been listening all week, the few that we've talked to about that series remember that this was the team that a few years ago knocked them off and kept them from having an undefeated season. And that could have been a Marshall team that if they were undefeated, they could have made an argument for Access Bowl. So that one stings a little bit. I'm not saying they would have got the Access Bowl bid, but if you've got an undefeated Marshall football team rolling into Conference USA Championship, winning that, then you got to look at the committee and think, hey, you got to give them some love. They've got to get some consideration. So you remember that. If you're a Marshall football player, you remember a few years ago, if you were on that squad, part of that, hey, these guys ruined our season. Not from the standpoint that we didn't achieve most of what we wanted to, but we could have been undefeated, and this team could have went elsewhere, higher higher places. So that was kind of the feeling I was getting this week talking to some of these guys, and uh, we'll hear a little bit more from them tomorrow. And, of course, we're going to get you closer and closer to the rest of your weekend. we got a lot to get into. High school football is almost back for this weekend. Basketball, of course, is definitely back. Baseball is wrapping up, starting to get into the postseason. So plenty to talk about tomorrow. We're going to do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Back at it tomorrow here. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. station.